As a French chef, I used to use a lot of butter and cream uh, in, my, in my old uh, restaurant, but now I have to work with different fat uh, instead of butter. Hello again and welcome to the Live Long and Master Aging podcast. I'm Peter Bowes. This is where we explore the science and stories behind human longevity. This episode is brought to you in association with Clinique La Prairie, the award-winning spa clinic and pioneering health and wellness destination nestled on the shores of Lake Geneva in Montreux, Switzerland. Combining preventative medicine with bespoke lifestyle and nutrition plans, Clinique La Prairie offers a holistic approach to living fuller, healthier, and longer lives. You're feeling hungry? Well, how easy is it to prepare food that's tasty, satisfying, and also good for our long-term health? At Clinique La Prairie in Montreux, Switzerland, the restaurant called Seeds does just that. It has a plant-based menu, some animal protein is served at lunchtime, the meals have three courses, the dishes are modestly sized, and alcohol and coffee are discouraged. In this episode, we meet the chef, David Alessandria, whose job it is to design the dishes that put our well-being first. David Alessandria, welcome to the Live Long and Master Aging podcast. Thank you, Peter. Thank you for uh, inviting us into your restaurant, Yes. your kitchen as well. How big a challenge is it for you to keep the dishes so healthy with our well-being in mind? The hardest thing is to um, adapt gastronomy, basically, with all the standards of uh, dietetic in the clinic. It was really the hardest part for me to, to adapt myself with my basic brand about uh, gastronomy. What is gastronomy? And just tell us a little bit then about your background, uh, what you've come from to do this job. What, what's your career been like so far? So I started uh, basically in a catering school in France uh, at uh, 16 years old. Uh, after my four years in this catering school uh, with my bachelor, I started to work in Michelin star in Luxembourg in Belgium. Then I came back in my uh, my my city. So I, I was born in Chambéry in Savoie, and after that uh, I was lucky. I started to 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 work in Switzerland uh, in also uh, the, the famous EHL school in uh, in Lausanne, then in Glion. So Glion is just up to Montreux, up to La Prairie, and uh, after these ten years in Switzerland, I like to change basically to change my mind. Uh, my wife is vegan, my children are vegetarian. So I think about what I can do better in gastronomy. And I think in a clinic, we do, we do it better. So your wife and your children have particular culinary needs. What about you? Do you have any particular uh, regimes that you follow? Not at all, but I reduce a lot uh, the animal proteins uh, since basically... I started here, but a, a bit, a bit earlier. So since two years, basically. Now I eat, I think, two times a week, meat, and that's it. No, no more, no more. But eggs every day because we need uh, protein, this, uh, this energy. Uh, and I love eggs. I've got some chickens at home, so oh, have it's you? good. Yes. <laughs> right. Oh, that's good. You've got your own fresh eggs. Yes. Let's talk about meat then, because meat is key for a lot of people in terms of reduction of especially red meat. Yes. Some people prefer, and myself included, more fish than, than red meat. Yes. What is the theory behind that? As a, as a chef 
clearly you like serving a wide range of foods, but why do you restrict the amount of red meat that you serve? Uh, Anti-inflammatory. This type of protein gives inflammation. If you remove that, it's better for you, for your health. Chicken is okay, but again, not every day. And we do it at la, la clinic, just for lunch, meat protein, and then in the evening, it's only vegan. We have to remove these bad habits also for the planet. I'm curious about the challenge that you face as, as a chef to still make food that is very, very tasty and, and that people want to eat and that satisfies people, that they feel as if they've had enough food for their needs. Where, where do you start when you're, when you're planning a menu in terms of, of balancing protein, animal protein, and protein that we can get from vegetables? Uh, first of all, we have to follow the season. This is the most important to get the best product at the best moment. This is the first thing. Then, uh, to extract the taste, the, the flavor of each product, uh, we make a lot of uh, extraction, concentration. Uh, basically, we do the same process uh, for meat, but with vegetables. Uh, you can make a nice stock with uh, celery or carrots or beetroot, and the concentration will be a bit similar as a veal juice, basically. The looking, not the taste, of course, but the looking. And this way, you can have a lot of, uh, of palette, like, uh, like a painter, you know, uh, to make a new taste and new, new creation. And does the, I'm curious, does the variety of food that you serve on a plate, does that have any bearing on how satisfied someone feels at the end of the meal? Because I've noticed eating your meals all week, all being delicious. Are you satisfied? Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, that's the point. I'm, yes. I'm very satisfied with relatively small helpings. Yes. Is there a secret to achieving that? No, there, there is no secret. But I think the, the, the appearance is really important. Uh, you forget the vegan part and the vegetarian part if it's appealing like that. That's my opinion, and I think it works. Uh, so this is one of the secrets, if you can tell uh, that's a secret. But then the taste is really important, of course. Do you use much dairy in your cooking? No. Also, we remove all the dairy products. As a French chef, I used to use a lot of butter and cream uh, in my in my old uh, restaurant. But now I have to work with different fat uh, instead of butter. Uh, but again, we reduce a lot the quantity of fat inside, and we do only with concentration. So animal protein, dairy products uh, are not allowed in, in my in my kitchen. This must have been quite a, a learning process for you. Yes. Coming from your background, as, as you say, as a, as a chef of, of French food. Yes. Um, it's quite a, a change, isn't it? It's a big change. Uh, also with gluten. In pastry, if you remove the gluten, it's really hard to make recipes. We don't speak about sugar. It's uh, the hardest part to make desserts, to make sorbet. That's why we have to take the best product at the best moment. If you make a mango sorbet, if you do it at the best moment in January, February, the sorbet will be perfect because the percentage of fructose into the mango is at the best point. So if you do it in summer, it will be horrible because it's not the season. I'm glad you mentioned sugar because I wanted to get onto sugar because I think it is for many people the most difficult thing, uh, maybe with the exception of alcohol or coffee, but yeah. sugar is one of the most difficult things to give up. And not only is it difficult to give up because of that sweet taste that people mm -hmm. like, but a lack of knowledge of how to take sugar out of 
your diet. Uh, many people feel as if it it is there and it has to be there, it has to be part of the recipe, and it's actually quite difficult to make tasty food without yes. that sweet taste. We, we did a taste uh, since few months ago to make uh, just a creme caramel but without caramel without sugar and of course the taste is horrible totally horrible because you use uh, almond milk no sugar uh, but we adapt ourselves and we make uh, basically a, a caramel with that or, or prune plume and uh, at the end you can get the sugar just from the the, the, the fruit or vegetable also uh, but we don't add it uh, sugar we just use natural sugar. If you make a compote with uh, apples, uh, you can get some sugar also with pears, with a lot of things. And of course, not all foods, not all fruits and, and vegetables are equal. For example, orange juice is yes. actually quite quite high in sugar. Yes. Whereas uh, a carrot juice may be slightly less, and a vegetable juice even less. Also. So you've got to be careful, haven't you, in terms of uh, let's say breakfast time. The balancing, the balancing yeah. between everything. And normally, I'm not a lot. To, to add fruit also in the, in the starter, for example. So sometimes I just put some touch of, uh, of fruits. Uh, you get for lunch some uh, slices of uh, orange with uh, the scallops. Uh, but ju- just to add a, a touch of it to enhance the flavor also, but not to, to add sugar. <laughs> Let's talk about the stomach, which ultimately is what all of this is about. We all know now, and I think we're becoming increasingly familiar with the idea that our stomach is, is full of bacteria. Yes. It is full of little bugs yes. that are vitally important for our metabolism and general well-being. As a chef, do you think about that? Is that relevant to you designing a menu? Not before CLP, but now, yes, I think about this. It's like a car, basically. If you don't put benzene inside, it doesn't work. So it's the same for us. You you have to get the the good product for your health. It's not only red meat; it's not all the animals with uh, four legs. This type of protein, so pork, beef, veal, uh, all this type of meat. So I remove totally uh, meat at home to do the same for for me and for my last children. Uh, we. He loves meat, uh, but only chicken. We give only chickens. White meat, it's, it's, it's easier to digest. And what about fish? You serve quite a lot of fish in yes. this restaurant. I think it's, it's just a question of protein. Where do you get your fish from? Because that's significant, isn't it? Especially if you're serving salmon, for example. Yes. Whether it's freshwater salmon, whether d- depending on the location that the salmon has, has grown in. So that we, can have an impact on how healthy it is. Yes, we again... We work with the season. We you you tried the, mac- the mackerel this week. I did. Yes. Yeah, so the mackerel is the best season. Uh, April May is the best season. After that, the the sea be- becomes the uh, hottest, and the quality of the fish will be bad. Uh, so for the mackerel, it's a poor fish, but by definition, it's uh, full of uh, good things for health. Uh, it's a blue fish, uh, like uh, like tuna, uh, and the taste is amazing. So that's why we get it. Uh, we used to work also with uh, the fish from the lake, from Geneva Lake, uh, but uh, it's become uh, less and less uh, because of uh, the pollution and the, the weather. And for for the salmon you 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 spoke, it comes from uh, not far away, uh, from Switzerland, for, from a farm. Uh, so we do our best to take local products, but the sea is not uh, close to here. So of course for the sea fish. And mollusk and crustacea, we have to work with uh, with Brittany. Let me ask you more generally 
uh, about your observations of people's dietary needs and tastes and how they are evolving. Clearly you've evolved as a chef from your previous life, cooking French food to what you do now. What are your observations more generally when you get diners in your restaurant with their particular needs and, and desires and uh, maybe sometimes you, you can't provide them with what they have traditionally eaten because of the, mm -hmm. the healthy nature of the food that you're serving. But are you seeing any trends? Vegan is a trend by, by definition, but we have to, I think, go ahead uh, that and think about the future uh, for our children, the global impact on the environment. Uh, and then it will be the same for us, basically. Uh, when you explain the thing to the people, they, they understand globally uh, why uh, and the target and the goal of it. Uh, it's why people come to Selpe, I think. It's a way of life. It's a passion. If you're passionate about what you're doing, it's, it becomes easier. So feed ourselves is really important. It's uh, three times a day minimum. So if you do it better, that's better for you. And what do you think about the state of the world in, in terms of food that is provided for people. Now, clearly different countries, some nations and, and peoples of nations have uh, are suffering from hunger at the moment. The kind of food that people in, eat in the Western worlds, when you look at most diets of most people, which can lead to ill health, do you see things getting worse or getting better? Sometimes I pray to, to get better, but I'm not sure about uh, the industrial part. Uh, if you see uh, every big, big uh, um, uh, brand make vegan food, but if you check the, the recipes on it, it's horrible. A lot of uh, sorbitol, added sugar inside. Uh, so it's vegan, but it's really bad for the health. So if we speak about vegan steak, it's better to do it by itself uh, with uh, chickpeas or with uh, quinoa or something else, but do it by itself, it's, it's, it's better than buy it uh, in, the, in the market. So industrial part is, uh, for me, the enemy is uh, about, about health. That's, again, my uh, personal opinion. So what you're talking about is essentially processed vegan or vegetarian food that is, in some cases, made to look like meat. It's made to look like sausage or a, or this a burger. Is, this is a trend, I think. Uh, if I take the example of my wife, uh, Three weeks ago, she bought a vegan steak with the looking of a steak. But when she tried it, uh, she just uh, vomited throughout because uh, the texture reminds her, the texture of the meat. And for her, it's, uh, it's impossible to eat. So that's for me a trend to copy, copycat and to make similar products. If you don't eat meat, you can't eat vegan sausage. Uh, it's, uh, it sounds wrong. And processed food, more generally, is often cited as one of the, the great ills of our time, that people are, are eating far too much processed food as opposed to the, the fresh food yes. that you serve. Yes. Is that a big problem, do you think? We have to take time to, to cook, basically. If you just buy uh, processed food, you don't think about you, basically. That's, that's sure. Uh, we have to remove a bit the mobile phone, the application, and take uh, 30 minutes to just to cook. It's not, it's not too long at the end. The longest thing is to, uh, if you think about in advance, you can prepare the menu for the whole week, basically. You make uh, two times the market, and then you cook. Uh, 30 minutes a day is enough. 
Well, let's get some tips from you then, in terms of uh, someone who's leading a very busy lifestyle, who wants to to plan those meals for the week. Yes. And clearly, at their disposal, they don't have the range of foods that you have in a, in a restaurant like this. But what advice would you give to someone who wants to eat as, as healthy as they can, perhaps someone who's even eaten in a restaurant like this, which is focused on well-being, and want to take that with them as they go home around the world? What sort of tips could you give them? I usually they ask for the recipes, so I give the technical sheet of the recipes. Uh, and when they start to read, they say, but I can't do this at home. But I say, yes, you, you follow, you, you remember what you, you tried, and just, just practice. Practice is the best thing. If you practice, you won't fail. It's the same for me. Huh? I practice a lot. You can be a better father every day because of your practicing. So that's the same for, for the healthy cooking. Can you give me a, a glimpse into your lifestyle? Clearly, you, you've learned a lot through moving into this area of, of cooking. But when you're at home, when you're preparing food and planning the week, do you have a, a routine? Yes. Every Sunday, uh, we make a, a nice omelette uh, because after three, three, four days of eggs, basically, uh, my wife says, stop, stop, the, stop the eggs. <laughs> That's enough. Uh, so we basically don't eat eggs on Friday and Saturday, but then on Sunday uh, we make a big omelette. So usually a big omelette with a nice salad with some uh, some uh, some nuts, uh, some uh, and lemon. I love lemon uh, also inside. Uh, that's the, the thing we do basically, not not weekly, but almost almost. And there is there a, a good dish that you could suggest that could be made, say, on a Sunday or, or on a weekend that is going to last a, a few days. That uh, if someone wants to be economic with their time and, yeah. and, and very little time during the week. What would you but You suggest? can make a nice uh, chickpeas uh, couscous style, basically, without lamb, of course. And then uh, if you've got some rest, you can just mix it to make a, a hummus. Uh, it's, a, it's a way to optimize, basically, uh, your time and your money because you make one product and then you can use it uh, for two or three days uh, easily. Chickpeas is one of the best uh, for that. One of the best. You've got the damame, you've got all the beans also are really nice. And then to digest it easily, uh, the tips or advice is to leave them uh, 24 hours in the water, first of all, to remove the lectin. The lectin gives the, the bad parts uh, in your digestion. Uh, so 24 hours of uh, just in the water, we've, we'll remove the lectin. And the second tip is if you can cook it in a, a high-pressure uh, cocotte marmite, you remove 99% of the lectin. And this way, the digestion will be uh, perfect. Most of the time for the for, for, for the guest here is, is that uh, after one day of chickpeas, one day of uh, beans, one day of uh, edamame, uh, we have to stop. Uh, my stomach is crying. <laughs> that That's normal. Yeah. But uh, at home, cook it with a high pressure. Without lectin, it will be perfect. While I've been here, I've talked to quite a few of the other experts in different areas about the subject of sleep and yes. how food affects our sleep. What are your experiences in terms of the kinds of food that we eat later in the day and how they affect our sleep? The vegan one. I think it's due to the, the meat protein, the animal protein. That's why we serve only vegan protein in the evening. We make the appearance nicely. And uh, pretty, uh, I think. You do? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, it always looks pretty. 
Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank but you. It, but so you've put some thought into the fact that two or three hours later, people are going to try to go to sleep. Yes. That's interesting. So yeah. the, the, as you say, it's, it's vegan protein. Yes. Um, as opposed to animal protein, which could keep us awake longer. I think so. Not too heavy, of course. That's it. I, I, I think. I think. So we've talked a lot about food. What about drink? You serve some interesting, you, no alcohol. No alcohol. People here. It's forbidden. <laughs> yes, it's forbidden. So what sort of alternatives have you come up with? Uh, we make kombucha, we make fer fermented uh, drinks, and we use it also in the kitchen, uh, in the vinaigrette, in the recipes, uh, in the reduction, or uh, uh, everything. What's the science behind that? The science is just to transform, uh, for the kombucha, you transform the, the tea, basically we make a tea, a black tea, with the, the scooby. Scooby is a combination of bacteria and, uh, and yeast. And you, trans you transform the sugar from the, the tea into uh, gas carbonic. Uh, yes. So basically it becomes a, a bit uh, sparkling. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a probiotic. It's really good for, for, the, for the stomach and for digestion. So we, we do our own kombucha in the, in the kitchen. Let me ask you in closing, everything here is focused on longevity. It's, it's yes. focused on living a long, healthy life with the emphasis on healthy. From your own perspective, is that something you think about? Do you have aspirations for the future in terms of your own personal health? And is there something that you do every day with I, that in mind? I try my best to practice uh, every day, but uh, bad habits, uh, it's the same for everybody. I think when, when, when guests leave the CLP, after a week or two weeks, the bad habits, the, the bad habits come back. Uh, we have to fight every day with our uh, devil, I think. Uh, so I try my best to, to practice at home with my wife, with my, uh, my children, with my parents also, to live a better life, of course. And to live longer, cross fingers again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We never know, we never know. We never know, but it's, it's a great aspiration. David, it's been really good talking to you. Thank you so much, and thank you for the wonderful food this week. Thank you, Peter. It's a pleasure.